Here we are in the Hot Stove Society kitchen on Cairo Radio. Absolutely, thank you. We have a super large crowd today of four people. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah, but four big ones. They're very excited. I'm afraid we're going to have this issue all summer long because it's so nice outside. Who wants to? The end of June, for some reason, there's a gigantic crowd on the 29th. <laughs> well, I had good. to close the ticket sales. I was like, why are they coming this weekend? Because, my name is, uh, because my it's name graduation. is Tom Douglas, and uh, we're happy that you're here. We're at the beautiful Hotel Andra in downtown Seattle, 4th and Virginia. I don't know, uh, we have a special staycation uh, announcement today, so we're excited about that. Chef in the Chapeau, you are joining us again today. Welcome. Absolutely. Very happy to be here. Happy summer. You know, everything is coming Man. around. The sun is shining. The sky is blue. And I love to be in this city when it's 75 degrees. I mean, (laughs) it is the best place to be in the world. Yeah, I was running around. uh, You know, I have uh, capes for my grandson, Hercules, right? (laughs) And so we put capes on, and uh, we're we're running around my patio, my porch. Is there a video out there of that? Because that would be fun to watch. I don't think think there is. Anyway, my cape was a little small, so I was choking to death. (laughs) And... My neighbor comes over and she says, Tom, Tom. And I've, you know, I went and talked to him very often. I'm not home very often. Uh, but she heard us out running around on the deck and I just, I just think you should know your deck is falling apart. <laughs> so I went down to look and sure enough, there's the whole side of the deck that's uh, underneath the floorboards, which are perfectly nice. So I'm glad I didn't crash. That would through. make the headline of every newspaper in the city. Yeah, that's the Tom Douglas sure. running around in a cape on his patio. Thought it, thought it was Superman and realized, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. I'm just oh like everybody my. else. Uh, we have a big show today for you. Uh, we're going to get fired up about high cheese. Carol Bausch is here from the Rub with Love team. And uh, on the 16th of June, we're going to do a high cheese burger because of our all-star rub. We've got a new rub coming out. It's going to be featured at Made in Washington stores and... A lot, a lot of different places. You'll let us fill us in on that. And uh, we're going to really enjoy the baseball pun season. You know, high oh. cheese. You know what high cheese is? You no, probably that, I was, that, that was going to wait and say, can you please explain for those who high don't know? High cheese in baseball means a high fastball coming over the plate, burning, oh. right, burning right by you. See, that's just one of I the I guess many. you have to know about baseball first. Yeah, like the hot corner, right? Okay, good. Like the hot corner. You yeah. know what the hot corner is? Third base. That's like I'm the, glad to hear. Yeah, exactly. So when a guy pulls the ball, you know, a right-handed batter pulls the ball, just screaming at the third baseman. It's called the hot corner for a reason, which is different than hot corn chips. Do you, you ever know, put the high cheese in the high American corner? American puns with you is really no fun at all. Oh, no. It's very fun for some things I know, but not for that. Uh, Made in Washington CEO Kristen Frosmo is here. She's going to update us on the new products. And we're going to talk about uh, my adventure on June 17th. My adventure down in the Pike Place Market made in Washington store. What Kristen probably doesn't know. How lo- Kristen, how long have you been there? One year. year. What she probably doesn't know is that with the original owners of Made in Washington and the original building owner, uh, Bruce, of that building, yeah. I catered the opening of the first Made in Washington store. Oh, my Isn't goodness. Isn't that funny? How many years ago is that? Like 40 years ago. 1984. Oh, geez. There you go. Like 40 years ago. The name of the place you bought. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, summer desserts call for a perfect pillowy whipped cream. How to get there. I think this is a 
really important topic because people think whipped cream is like a no-brainer. And you can really mess it up, or you can really extrapolate into an area that you never dreamed of. Or like my wife, you think it goes on everything. I wish. (laughs) Pretty much, like vanilla ice cream, pretty much goes on everything. Whipped cream on, she could put it on everything. I'd put it on your hat if I was, (laughs) I'd put it on anything. I would be privileged. We have a winner in our Father's Day grill photo submission for a staycation here at the Hotel Andra. And a little meal down at Lola, isn't that right? And, a cl- and you get to come watch the radio show. We have a winner for Father's Day, just in time. And they were teary. A couple of them just brought tears to my eyes. Not so much like we did for the Mother's Day, where there was some sadness going on. But the Father's Day was just joyful, I thought, uh, as far as how people get into their grill and what they cook on it, what they own. Can Food I read is- it? Can I huh? read it now? This is the time. This is the time. Yeah, you can read it. Yeah. Go for it. To announce it. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, the winners are Jill and Jed Paulson. And this note is from Jill. This is my husband, Jed, making burgers on the charcoal grill. And there's a picture of Jed. <laughs> it's a great and, and he owns that grill. <laughs> he owns the grill. It's a lot of work to raise the kids, have the job, maintain a marriage, and handle a new puppy. But nothing stops this guy from cooking us delicious food whenever he has time. I'd love to thank him with your generous gift. There you go. Look at you. You even got Terry reading it. And then your runner-up was the rack of lamb guy, right? Oh, my God. So good. Carl. But we don't know his last name okay, yet. That's but I'm going to find out because yeah. we're, we're going to get him here. He's married, Pam. Oh, darn. He course, definitely so, needs some so spice. So he definitely needs some rub. So get some rub. My favorite thing about Carl is he loves to make rack of lamb on his grill. And uh, he talks about his dad having made it for him when he was a kid. And inspecting the bones, which is exactly what my wife Jackie does yes. when we're eating ribs. She comes by and inspects your bones to make sure yep. there's nothing left on I pick them. Up, I pick up people's bones. You do? Oh, yeah. Oh I'm, I'm the kind of guy who leaves a bone. There's nobody is going to eat behind me. Yeah. No one will eat after me. We were eating Calby ribs the other night with the little, got the little bone, but there's yeah. a lot of gristle yeah. around yeah, those yeah, bones. Yeah. And I just kind of like, I go for the meat part. Yeah. She's over there just gnawing away on that. I eat the cartilage on the chicken bones. I yeah. eat everything. I can eat six ribs in the time it takes her to eat one. And I love that aspect of, of having Calby with my wife. <laughs> Let's uh, talk Taste of the Week, Chef. Uh, Bankrupt Market on, uh, in Belltown here. I went for a nice lunch with a friend of mine, uh, Dana, Chef Dana from uh, Vivian Bistro in Mercer Island. Oat, the, uh, oat, the, uh, the chef there, owner really treated us to a wonderful lunch, treated us in the way of the array of the, of the food. It was delicious. Nicely, if you like spice, it's a nice restaurant to go to. Nice little spice, um, but beautiful Thai food, uh, fried snapper, you know, the whole mm-hmm. fish and the bone, which, by the way, I took those bones. I took the thing to go because we couldn't finish everything. I took the bones home with the head and everything. I made the best stock, fish stock ever mm-hmm. out of that, which is already fried, but it doesn't matter. I degreased the top of it, and I just kept the, all the flavor. So um, hint, uh, when you take food to go, tell them to put everything in the box. <laughs> so that's Bang Rack Market down yeah. on, in Belltown here. Oh, I, I think it's on Second, up. right? Second and, and it's uh, set up like a, a Thai street market. Correct. It's yeah. really, really delicious. I, I, I encourage people to go visit. Very active. Very active. And a Beautiful. big cocktail scene. Big happening night. Yeah. Okay, when we come back, let's talk about a perfect high cheese burger on Cairo Radio it's the Hot Stove Society show 97.3 FM
in the kitchen here at the Hot Stove Society. Carol Bausch, rub manager uh, for our product line, Rub with Love Spice Rubs. By the way, thank you for sponsoring our trivia quiz every week. It's a pleasure. That I lose. Not every week. Maybe if we, you know, before you sponsored the trivia, I used to win quite a bit. Have you ever heard of collusion? Collusion. Now people take it more seriously and it's like, okay, fine. Well, the price is worth fighting. Uh, Let's talk, Carol, about what's happening on the dock out at our place in Ballard, uh, 52nd and 14th Northwest. Correct. And it is uh, in the kind of warehouse beer district now. There's a new distillery opening right up the corner from us uh, that John Howie, I think, owns. Yep, Wildwood Spirits. Wildwood Spirits. And, of course, there's Rubens and Obac and Stoop and what's the one on our side of the... Uh, Great Northern. Great Northern. And, yeah, there's lots of lots of beer halls down there now. And uh, I bought that building 20 years ago, if yep. not longer. And it has now in the middle of this it's kind of raging scene. It was in the middle of nowhere when I started. I mean, it was in a warehouse. Like it's a it warehouse was, district, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and now it's like... A downtown of somewhere. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not quite like that. But, but, but it is happening, and yeah. uh, we're actually building a new Serious Pie indoor facility there, just small, like 25 seats uh, in, that, in the front of the warehouse there. Cool. So we're, we're in the process of doing that. But we always have these kind of pop-up dock events. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, we are featuring the All-Star Rub that we're really excited about. Which is a pop-up on its own. It is. It's a limited edition. Get it while you can. And uh, Tom's going to be on the grill for us. We're going to be uh, making lots of burgers and yummy tots. What kind of burgers, Carol? High cheese. High cheese, which is different than a haiku burger. That you Correct. Might, yeah. yeah. Have so very what's, different. Is it because you put a lot of cheese, or is the cheese is high, or where's that coming from? Well, Terry... You know, again, you, you're not from the United States, but it's a baseball pun. High cheese, you know, the fastball that comes in high. Sometimes they're a little bit inside, but yeah, it's a So it's what a do pun. you call it when it comes low? Is it low cheese? <laughs> haven't heard that term before. I'm but just we trying to find it. out if it's high cheese when it's high, what is it when it's low? Yeah, we got that. That was super funny. Thank you. <laughs> you said I didn't have any pun for baseball. I got one right there. Uh, so our high cheeseburger, I'm going to be out there on the dock. It's Friday, the 16th of June. June. So just next Friday, a week from tomorrow. Father's Day weekend, so a Father's great time weekend. to come out. Treat your dad to a burger. Buy some rub with love for his Father's Day gift. We'll the be All-Star, there. which is a smoky kind of barbecue rub. Yep. The yep. All-Star rub. And we did it in honor. We had to be careful how we worded it, right? Because right. it's not sanctioned by Major League Baseball. No. So we did it in honor of the All-Star game coming to Seattle here in July. In mid-July. Yep. So, and what comes with that burger? Do tell. Oh, my gosh. It's I'm so going to take on this role here. You take it. So we, I love a squishy bun burger. Some people call it like a drugstore burger or, you know, just the... It's like a, a hot dog bun kind of idea. Uh, it's, except it's burger. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that kind of squishy... Kind it's of like a burger bun kind of idea. Uh, so we take the burger bun... And I have a griddle next to my grill, uh-huh. and we're going to butter toast the, the squishy mm. burger bun, which you, I know you love. You That's can get my into favorite that. pot. And so you get a nice little brown butter flavor on the bun. And, but the trick is you have to toast both sides. Right. Right? Uh, I don't know if we're going to have sesame on it or not, but we're going to toast both sides of the bun so that you get a little crunch on the top, like a good lobster roll. You sure, know how sure. That, one of my favorite things about a lobster roll is when you butter toast the bun with some salt. And that first bite, when your teeth goes into it, it just crunches, and it's such a lovely beginning into the lobster salad itself. Agreed. Same thing with the burger. So, 
Butter toasted bun. Boy, that was a long explanation, wasn't it? No, but that's a good um, one because it needs to be explained carefully. And they're yeah. house-made buns. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to take the uh, grind the beef. We're using Oregon Country beef, I believe, mm-hmm. or Snake River Farm beef. I'm not really sure. We're going to grind it ourselves. Uh, the reason that's important is that we know exactly what cut is going into that meat, right? So I think we're going to go 20% brisket and 80% top round. That's my guess at this right, point. Because, right. of course, we're not going to grind it until next week. Um, but so that, that's part of what makes it a good, strong, beefy burger. But also, you and can control your fat. You can control the fat, which is fine. You, you can do that in a... Like, if you go to the store and buy beef at a store for ground beef, it usually has a number on it. True. What percentage lean to fat and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so... But you're correct, chef. And then uh, when you cook a beef burger on wood fire... I'm not talking about charcoal even. I'm talking about wood fire, like applewood. That's got a lot of sap in the crust. That burger, just in the, what, five minutes it's on the grill, really picks it up. Absolutely. That, that smoky flavor. Yeah. And so, to me, it really brings out the essence of the beef uh, when you're cooking over a wood fire like that. So, boom, we got the burger on bun. We got a special sauce. This is going to freak you out, Chef. We're going to put ranch on the I on, thought you said you had a good burger. We do. <laughs> We're going to make our own. To good we're going to make our own buttermilk ranch with all the herbs, like green garlic, chives. All right, so you're from making it already. You're scoring points because you're making it. Yeah, we're, <laughs> all the stuff Jackie's grown at the farm is going to come over and go into our, our ranch. Nice. And then my little trick is I add a little sriracha, just a little, mm. to perk up the flavor, right? Because I, I love that little sure, bit of sure. heat to perk up the flavor. Boom! So we got ranch on both sides. We've got the burger. And the burger is flavored with the all-star rub. The all-star rub, exactly, which is good smoky rub. And uh, then we've got high cheese, you know, which is the baseball pun. Sure. Uh, So we're we're still arguing about the cheese. You need a melting cheese. I agree. And I I like the uh, pepper jack for like a melting burger cheese. But then we don't want to scare the kids off with the spicy cheese. It's so, not spicy. Pepper Jack is not that spicy. I know it's not that spicy. It's but people spicy. freak out. People flip out. Like my mother would never eat. But it's Father's Day, so maybe my dad, my dad wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to put a thick layer of cheese on, let it melt over top. Then I'm going to make a pickle relish. I was hoping there were pickles. Mm. My friend Courtney makes a sweet dill. So it's not um, really... I have actually sour. tried those sweet have, dill. Are those are good, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're delicious. Uh, yeah, Charlie's wife, yeah. Courtney. And um, so I'm going to make a relish out of the sweet dills. We're going to try our own version. Uh-huh. And so a good fresh relish. I like a shredded Crispy. cheese. Uh-huh. A shredded lettuce. I don't like a leaf of lettuce. Because mm-hmm. to me, the burger kind of wilts the lettuce and then it becomes stringy. Babe and I at Red Mill Burgers argue about this all the time. Like, I like how Dick's shreds the lettuce. She likes the green, uh, the whole leaf yeah, of green leaf. Yeah, me too. I'm a whole leaf guy. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't surprise me, Chef. <laughs> and then I've been trying to perfect fried onions, like the deep fried onion crisp, but the ones at the store are better. So I'm actually going to go to the store and get crispy onions, and that's going to fill out the top with the extra ranch on the top bun, and then the bun on top, put it together. You got the high Woo! cheese burger. And that is going Man, to be I don't, from, know if my, uh, I don't know if my mouth is big enough to open up it that is, big. Buddy, I, I can tell you a lot is. of food. That's uh, June 16th from 11:30 to 7 on the dock out in Ballard, 52nd and 14th Northwest. Correct. Come out and say hi. I don't know what we're going to charge for it. It'll be reasonable. And we're also making Carol's famous snickerdoodles, which to her dismay, I've added a 12 a rub with love 12 spice icing, like a lemon oh, 12 I spice fondant that. to them. Mm. So we're going to see if she's right. She thinks it's going to be too sweet. I think it's going to be perfect. 
We're going to see who's right. I want the popcorn and the tater tots. Oh, that's right. Free popcorn. Yep, we're going to season some popcorn. Not not free tater tots. Free popcorn. Spice popcorn. We're going to do it with the all-star rub. Really good. And that's also going to be on the tater tots. So Mm. it's going to be a delicious day Mm. on the dock. Come on down. Say hi. Tell us you're a radio show listener, and I will give you a rub... uh, I love crab cakes cookbook. Oh, wow. this is exciting! Say, if you say for one one per party, one per but party. if you say uh, I'm a rub with love listener, I'll give you a crab cake book. It's good time to make crab cakes. It too. really is. Okay, we got to run. I've, I've gone too long. When we come back, it's our CEO from Maine in Washington talking about all the new local products in the marketplace. Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. Whopper, hamburger, cheeseburger, Big Mac, Whopper, hamburger, cheeseburger, Big Mac, Whopper, hamburger, cheeseburger, Big Mac, Whopper, Big Mac, Whopper, Big Mac. I keep burning up calories as fast as I keep putting them down. Society show. Kristen Frosmo is here. She's the uh, CEO of Made in Washington, which, as we discussed earlier, I catered the opening of 39 years ago there in the Pike Place market. Well, this is not 40. That's good. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was from my cafe sport days. You know, we started really young. Yeah. Pamela, you are enamored with Kristen. What's going on with her? What have you learned about this woman who's sitting in front of us? Well, I had a pretty big crush on Mike Mandelo uh-huh. uh, for years and years. And so when I saw her name pop up, I'm like, what? But she turns out to be incredibly charming and talented and has the correct background to take Made in Washington to the next level. So Mike was the, uh, Mike was the owner, but he still is the owner, right? He's part of the ownership group. There's right, a, a right. family that, yeah, holds the company and Seabear Smokehouse as well. So Perfect. he's still running Seabear, but they brought me on a year ago. Yeah. Cool. And he was a big part of the reason. He's a good salesperson. Yes. Yeah, I met him, and he <laughs> was so dynamic. Away. Yeah. And uh, so many of us know Made in Washington from their original store in the Pike Place Market. They have a beautiful, I don't know if you if that's a front for you down at the airport and somebody else runs it. That's a license at that's the airport. Agreement. And then yeah. we have stores at Bellevue Square and Alderwood uh, Mall also. Oh and online, of course. So uh, we invited you here because uh, we are the featured maker, maker of the I guess month. I was trying to think of what we are, featured yes. maker of the month. <laughs> yes. Manufacturer or whatever it is with the Rub with Love line at the Made in Washington stores this month, which is why... On June 17th, I'm going to be at the Pike Place Market Store. We're so excited to have you. Doing a little salmon down there. Doing yes. a little salmon and salmon rub down there. So, uh, But tell us about, you know, when I go into Maiden, Washington, I just am amazed at how much cool stuff is coming out of the Northwest, and Washington in particular. Exactly. Yeah. It's so fun to find these small local businesses who a lot of times are starting in their garage and just getting going and then, you know, aspiring to become a big shot like you, Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so for us, it's, it's so fun to, to taste and explore and, and see all these really creative things people are doing in our state. Have you seen a huge influx? Because that's uh, some of the 
things that we've seen here on the radio show is that we get people coming in. Oh, you know, I got laid off during COVID. And so right. I started working on this in my kitchen or in my totally. garage. Yep. And here we are today with a new product in the marketplace. Yeah, there have been a lot of new businesses coming out of the pandemic. A lot of people experimenting. You know, hot sauce has been a really big category mm-hmm. the last few years. So a lot of people are able to do that and figure it out. Candle making, soap and bath products, like mm-hmm. a lot of really interesting things. And they're they're happier in many cases, you know, <laughs> know they're taking that creativity can, and doing something for themselves. That. Yeah. I can understand how they would be happier, but right, it's the same reason what, you and I started the restaurant. Yeah, right? exactly. So, yeah. You do what you want to do as what opposed to what you're supposed to do or whatever. Do they actually know they're not going to become millionaires? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. But yeah. They will but have it's a happy a, life. Yeah. It's exactly. It's balance and they're doing what they love. Exactly. And, yeah. And really expressing their creativity. So that part is super fun. And we love connecting with those those businesses and chef don't be so negative i don't know if you remember or not but sahali snacks started as a little tiny company oh, yeah, here. i know panzanella crackers started as a tiny tiny sure. company out of one little bakery here so Rob with love they started might become, as a little joke yeah they might become millionaires who knows well, yeah I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't mean it that way i meant it in the most people who are artisanal like this don't you know they don't break the bank but they do have a happy life absolutely yeah Yeah. it's very cool to do what you want to do the way you think it should be done oh and there's that little company called i think starbucks is that (laughs) yeah they kind of started in a little market shop a little shop in the market place market area Uh, but their goal was to become a millionaire (laughs) they were it wasn't really honestly so that's That's funny yeah and of course theo chocolate which pam and i are invested in and Red Hook Brew. I mean, lots of little things. Okay, Kristen. So, give us some of your tops that were were uh, right now in front of us. You just handed us some uh, cocktail mixers, non-alcoholic yes. cocktail mixers, but and we put some soda water in it. What do we have? So, this is a great company out of Issaquah, a woman-owned business, and these uh, the company is called Alpenglow, and they make amazing cocktail mixers. Which, yes, you just buy the concentrate in a bottle, and then you can add sparkling water, or you can add your favorite rum or gin or whichever, based on what you're um, trying. The two you have in front of you are blackberry mojito, which has been a very popular one. Delicious flavor, you know, locally um, sourced blackberries. Uh, blackberries. Yeah. My yeah. backyard, probably. Really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're taking over the freeways. Um, so they really focus on using, you know, locally sourced goods. And then you also have the lemon basil smash. So this gorgeous weather, I brought a lot of things that are really perfect for summertime. Right. Uh, we have a bunch of new flavors coming in. They're really innovative and, and really, you know, looking for ways to just, again, ex- express that creativity. And this has been a fun one. Just what I liked months. about these were when, when you opened it and I just tried it as is, Reminds me of like kombucha or, or you know something like that. So all mm-hmm. you have to do is just add a little soda, couple ice cube, and you get a wonderful four o'clock p.m. on the patio kind of. Uh, exactly. Let's start the night. Right here we go, <laughs> just warming up. Because the booze hasn't arrived yet. You know what I like <laughs> about right. it is that uh, it, it's not kombucha and it doesn't have that big mother in the bottom of it. So. Correct. Yeah, but it's definitely got that. I love the fact that it's got that acid to it and almost yeah. like vinegary kind of kind of flavor. Yeah. So you can you can add that to just about anything. Anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. we actually have, they're bringing in an old-fashioned syrup, which will be fun to try. 
and um, a new one that I'm really excited because I love guava. It's guava lime spritz. So I mm. love all these like fruit combinations that they're doing. I think it's kind of cool that you can just make them non-alcoholic or alcoholic at right. your choice because so much of what I'm seeing in the marketplace are things like Jack Daniels cocktails. Right. right. Everything's already pre-batched and pre-made yeah. with the booze. Okay, so Terry, you have a favorite between the two? Um, I, I think both of them are delicious. I like the the basil is really Bella. to me. I could see that definitely married with so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing that comes to mind is a little, obviously, a little tequila. Just add to that, and you have a little salt brim, salt rim, and then you, you know, you kind of think you're like you're Love drinking it. a can of a margarita, the cousin of a margarita. Right, right. But definitely in that room, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe put some little. Uh, squeeze some lime in there. More lime. That would be delicious too. Yeah. yeah. Kristen, what do these sell for? I believe it's about fourteen. I'm 14. so sorry, I didn't. And it probably makes. If I had to guess, it's two ounces. Probably a sixteen ounce jar. So eight yep. cocktails. That's right. Fourteen bucks. So yeah. let's just say at the out at the outside, two bucks a cocktail, and two ounces mixed with eight to ten ounces of soda water is a great summer spritzer. Right. This would have been delicious with my. Pasta last night that I had with broccoli and smoky bacon. Mm, the, lemon, the lemon basil spritzer, yeah. Okay, yeah. what's next? Uh, well, let's see. What else do you have in front of you? You have some of our um, fun snacks that we brought today. Uh, both of these actually uh, produced in Monroe. So, again, great other uh, local companies. So, we have some chocolate popcorn from Jaspin's. Um, they have a ton of different flavors. This is a favorite. I mean, how can you go wrong with chocolate and popcorn? But they have, they have some fruit-flavored ones like blueberry and strawberry and then peanut. And they also do um, more savory flavors like they have a Cascade Ranch. They have a spicy chili, I think it is. Um, so those have been really fun. And, you know, this time of year you think about taking snacks, whether you're, you know, on a road trip or camping and you need easy little portable foods. So we thought that um, those would be a fun one to sample today. And it's been super popular and then of course with popcorn nuts always go well too and we have bobby sue's nuts which those you know kind of speaking to that smaller business that's really grown bobby sue's are in a lot of places um but they're just incredible flavors and um the one we brought today is that everything goes nuts they have fun on the pecan yeah or it's on both it's, it's on all of them. So it's okay. a mix of almonds, cashews, pecans, and they do several flavors on that same combination. So this one's that kind of everything bagel flavor. I really like it because it's not – many of the, of the nut rub out there are too strong to me. Yes. This is really too nice. Too strong as in sweet or too strong as in spicy? As in covering the flavor of the nut. Of the nut. Yeah. Okay. This is actually really complimentary. It's really nice. Yeah. They use an egg white to bind the ingredients. And I think it makes it that kind of lighter taste Different. than a heavy oil that wow. you sometimes right. taste right. in those. Um, they also do a spicy one. They have a, one that has olives in it as well. Yeah, and then a mocha flavor. So these are great, and they come in these little bags and also a, a nice jar that's great for gifting. This is too. the kind of thing I keep in my little uh, in my car little hatch there with uh, all my exactly. little things. Just sometimes you're stuck in traffic and you're starving to death. And you're, yep, makes you make bad decisions. I like and, when you're stuck in traffic and starved to death. Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> Waiting in line for the ferry in the you summer, mean. you might. Yeah, you don't keep a body like mine if you if you uh, starve to death too much. <laughs> 
Anyway, so I just think it's a fun little quick snack. I like the size of the bag. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. It's, it's not packaging. too big. I it looks like a lot like Sahali snacks, doesn't it, yeah. from the packaging point yeah. of view. So They also have a nice part of their story is they have a give back to building shelters for homeless animals. The founder's really passionate about taking care of animals. So a nice story there, which, again, goes back to that. You know, you get to meet these local Very companies nice people, with yeah. great stories. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk more with Kristen Frosmo. Uh, she is the CEO of Made in Washington. We're talking about some of the cool products that are showing up uh, made locally right here in the state. On Cairo Radio, it's the Hot Stove Society Show, 97.3 FM. Banging on the pans in the kitchen. So mama don't be trying to hide the pans in the kitchen. Mama keep the pots and pans in the kitchen. Mama keep the pots and pans in the kitchen. I'll be banging on the pans in the kitchen. So mama don't be trying to hide the pans in the kitchen. There might be a few people talking bad about me when they see that I'm a missing. But I'd rather be on the lake with my mind on God than in church with my mind on fishing. Okay, we're back in the hot stove kitchen, continue, continuing our conversation with Christian Crossmo. CEO of Made in Washington, and you've seen their stores around the area. You said there's one in Alderwood. There's where Bellevue, else? Bellevue, and then our original in Pike Place Market. Pike Place Market, yep. and then there's one run by one of the concessionaires down at the airport. Correct. Good. Uh, I know that Carol and I are going to be at your stores on the 17th. We're I'm going so to be excited. at the one in uh, Pike Place Market, and I think we're going to be doing salmon taste. Is that right, Carol? You're yes. shaking your head yes. And then what are you going to be? Uh, we're be Bellevue. Bellevue. Carol's going to be at the Bellevue store if you want to find... Go out and meet the lovely Carol Bausch. That would be the place to do it. She's the one to go see. That's and what I, I think say. I'm there in the Pike Place from 11:30 until 2:30, and you'll be the same, right? 11:30 to 2:30. We're in looking the forward to having you. Yeah, absolutely. Lunchtime at Made in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> it's There's just a taste. Don't get crazy now. No, but you can have lunch by buying the rest of it. That's right. Lots of snacks. Support Washington. All right, let's uh, let's keep jumping into some more local products. You know, we already talked a little bit about the fact that with uh, the pandemic, a lot of people got laid off, found uh, some of their passion in their own kitchens, in their own garages. And so we're, we're, I don't know if we're actually tasting some of that passion today, if any of these are COVID businesses or, uh, or they're just little, huh? Yeah, I think um, we were going to taste some of these hot sauces, and I believe Murder Hornet started uh, in the last three years. The they're COVID, a, yeah. a recent one, yes. All right. So what do we have next? Okay. Uh, well, you know what? Before we do the hot sauce so we don't, like, burn out your mouth, let, why don't you try? I think you have in front of you some of the um, salmon. Oops. So this is a, a smoked salmon belly from our friends at Sea Bear, uh, where Mike Mandelo is, for uh, those of you who are fans. Um, and so this is a responsibly sourced Atlantic salmon that's used for the locks that they're producing up in Anacortes. Um, and they're delicious. We just brought these in, and they've, been, they've become our employee favorite. Um, they get some perks with you know, a few free things, and that's always the pick now. So um, the great thing is these come in these little pouches that are shelf-stable. So again, Again, summertime, we're on the road, going places, camping, whatever it might be, you can bring some of these with you, great source of protein, and they're delicious. So mm-hmm. you're having those on a little Beecher's cracker, another local favorite, um, just delicious. I always have those crackers at home. Oh, yeah. do you? I love those crackers. I think they're delicious. They're so good. Because they, they they're not offending. They're a great vessel. Right. And they're good texture, and they're, you know, they're, they're, the flavor is just perfect. You know, it's not overwhelming. And, 
I like them. Uh, there's a product line that I'm in love with here in town, um, and it's from Bell Epicurean, and they have the most incredible lineup of different baking mixes. They Whether, do. Yeah. yeah, we carry a number of their things currently. So I brought a scone mix here today. They do cookie mixes, cakes. They have a really nice hot chocolate. Uh-huh. Um, and this, this week or next week, I think we're bringing in three new cobbler mixes, which will be great with all the fresh berries coming into market. So there's a vanilla sea salt, a lavender cobbler, and I'm forgetting what the other one is. Uh, French almond, which mm-hmm. is one of their kind of signature flavors. So they're just a, such an easy way when you feel like you might not have a lot of time to put something together, but you want something fresh and warm from the oven. Right. These mixes are great. Yeah, and especially a couple of mix. I mean, all you have to do is throw it on top of the berries and put that in the oven and be done. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And if you read their ingredient list, it's really a nice blend. They're, they don't take any shortcuts. No. So they're not cheap, but they're also That's well right. made, well, well ingredient, well uh, bought. Exactly. We we were talking about it on the break that the the woman who runs this business and founded it um, studied at Le Cordon Bleu and, and finished number one in her class. So she she knows her way around the kitchen so I started the store in Madison Park right down the street from yeah. us uh let's see oh, I mentioned there or is that just that looks oh like that was to smart. top okay. off your your oh, okay. uh, cocktail mixers right. there but I have some hot sauce for you to try and we were talking about that murder hornet a moment ago so I bought brought two again that to me feel really great for summertime they're both kind of citrus based um my, my husband always goes for that sort of sweet and spicy combination so the murder hornet that you're tasting is a blood orange agave it's been a bestseller for us. This is two friends from West Seattle who started this company, I think started in a garage, like many good businesses. And again, these are small batch, all fresh ingredients. Um, this has roasted habanero and uh, red does. fresno. Yeah, did you, a little bit of kick did there. You, did, did you, you take a spoon? There's one thing you forget to mention. The name on the bottle is Murder Hornet. Yes. She did mention it, yeah. Jeff, twice, but... But I like that. the way you say it better. I didn't, I didn't hear the, the murder. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, it's remember a, a few years ago, that was the big news when the yeah. murder hornets came to, to Washington. But yeah, it's a super cool bottle. And then the other one that you're tasting is from El Fuego. And they're out of Bellingham, another um, great company doing small batch. It's women-owned. They really focus on local seasonal ingredients. And this one's really interesting. It's a pineapple Thai hot sauce. So it has Thai and jalapeno peppers, probably a little milder than the murder hornet you just tasted. So it's a good well, one to start out with. Well, it's hot. You're eating it on a knife, on food. I like, I like it will when be. you say, it's milder. I'm never going to taste the other one. No, it's definitely it's good, good flavor. Definitely taste the pineapple. Right, right. And I like the heat to it. You'd have to be careful how you apply that. What I would do is mix this with probably the pineapple the mango, make like a salsa. A salsa, yeah, would be and delicious. And then put that on top maybe of a red snapper, grilled red snapper or something like that. That sounds amazing. That or a piece of swordfish. Yeah, and the other one is just kick-ass. <laughs> oh. Oh, whoa, they, whoa. Have, they have even a hotter one with oh. um, ghost peppers, right? Aren't those the super yes, hot ones? It's the, their yeah, black label. And that one, actually, I think we're, we sold out. We're getting back in. It's been so popular. So there are people who are looking for some real heat, yeah. for sure. Hot sauce is such a competitive category around the it's world. It's crazy, yeah. Okay, we only have time for one more. Okay, let's see. Well, we, we wanted to... little bonbons in front of us. Oh, yes, of course. You have to try some of the chocolates from Whimsy. These are a mil- mint melt away. They have a bunch of 
flavors. They also do toffee and salted caramels. We just started carrying this one. It's a mother-daughter operation out of Battleground, Washington. Uh-huh. Um, Where is Battleground? I don't know. Near yeah, the border, the right? Portland, yeah. Yeah, okay. almost on the border near Vancouver. Vancouver. Um, and their packaging is really great, really fun. It's a great little giftable one. Um, and let's see, this one is actually dairy-free. They use coconut oil. Um, so give that one a try. This reminds me of the old Frederick and Nelson uh, candies or the mm-hmm. Bon Marche. What were those called? Frango. Frangos. Frangos. That's Frangos. right. Yeah. yeah it's kind of, it doesn't have the, quite the richness, I think, because... It doesn't have the dairy, dairy. dairy in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but definitely, it's definitely minty. Mm-hmm. It's got a good mint flavor. Well, these are all fun things that you can go down to Maiden, Washington and get and support some small local businesses like uh, you are doing as a store group. Thank you for that. Uh, Thank you. I know ours has grown up a bit, but it's still, yes. in the big picture, it's still very small in a funny, funny way. I know that sounds weird. We're the number one selling salmon rub in the world. And yet we're still a small business. So. And we're just thrilled to have you and thank you for you know, yeah, your partnership forget. with us with, as our maker of the month. And thank we're you. featuring everything in your pantry collection in our stores, including the new limited all-star rub. So we're really wow. excited to there is two feature places you this where month. You can buy it now. Yes. Don't that. forget to come visit us on Saturday, June 17th from 1130 to 230. Carol's going to be at the Bellevue store. I'm going to be at the Pike Place store Come say hi and enjoy a little taste of wild salmon. Delicious. Salmon Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Okay, one more hour coming up. Lots of things to talk about, including Food for Thought Tasty Trivia. On Cairo Radio, it's the Hot Stove Society, Joe 97.3 FM. I'm a hot pepper, hot, hot, hot pepper, pepper. I'm a hot pepper, hot, hot, hot pepper. I'm hot like the fire, hot like the sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're back in the kitchen. We are back in the kitchen for sure. It's Tom Douglas. And Thierry Rotiro, the chef in the hat. We've got another full hour for you hanging out here at the Hot Stove Kitchen uh, in downtown Seattle at the gorgeous Hotel Andra. Pam, let's reiterate who won our staycation, uh, our big Father's Day promotion that we did. We got lots of uh, lovely entries, I will say. Uh, When I was here this morning... (laughs) Pam was reading them off to us, and she was bawling as she was reading them because the whole idea behind this one was to send a picture of your dad by his favorite grill and what dish he owned and maybe a little story. And so that's what people did. And what did you find out? Jill Paulson submitted on behalf of her husband, Jed, who is our winner, and he does a remarkable job of balancing all the responsibilities of life and still making delicious, loving food for his family. Yeah, taking care of the kids, new puppy. New puppy. Good husband. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it was sweet. So and I he, can't uh, wait to email him today. He doesn't have, what I, I sort of like the fact that he's just got a kettle. He doesn't have some sort of fancy little get-up. Yeah, he's like very I regular do. Joe. I my, love that. my grill is... Yeah. A Cadillac. Uh, we saw some a... Cadillacs. Oh, did you see some Cadillacs? Yeah. I'm just saying, I liked what about his grill. It's just a kettle. It's Let just going charcoal for it. shine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, just another reminder that we are going to be, Carol and I are going to be at the Made in Washington stores next Saturday. Uh, Carol's going to be in Bellevue Square the at the Made in Washington. Yep. The 19th. And uh, I'm going to be at Pike Place Market on the 17th from 11.30 to 2.30 uh, serving a little bits of uh, wild salmon and with our salmon rub. And then the big thing for us is uh, uh, also next week is Friday the 16th. 
We're celebrating Father's Day on the dock in Ballard with our All-Star Rub, which is a, just a one-time only in honor of the All-Star Game here in Seattle, mid-July. Uh, we created a special barbecue rub to go with that, and we're doing it on burgers uh, Father's Day, 11.30 to 7 or till whenever we run out on Friday at the dock in Ballard, 52nd 14th Northwest. So um, we're going to have burgers and uh, Rub with Love snickerdoodles and tater tots. And yes, chef, they're going to have spicy ranch on them. I can't wait to try that. Yeah, I'm sure that you never have tried that before. I've never had ranch on top of a burger. Pamela, you fell in love with a video online. I think you fell in love. It seemed like you, you were enamored with it about how to brown onions in a quicker way. I Tell think me. she was intrigued. Intrigued. Intrigued, intrigued is, is a better a good word. Yeah. Well, I think many of us revere well-made caramelized onions. Oh, do They're it. one of the most highly coveted condiments, right? But uh, for time immemorial, the legend has been uh, it's a one-hour process to really coax those acids out to get your Maillard reaction and all of that browning. It takes incredible patience, uh-huh. at least an hour. Uh-huh. So now there's all these new upstarts that are in a bit more of a hurry in the kitchen, and they're looking for a way to get that result in a shorter period of time. Mm -hmm. And there's a a brilliant tester at American Test Kitchen, uh, Lan Lam, who did this video on um, steaming the onions first to collapse the structure with just a tiny amount of water. Yeah, she puts a, she takes two onions, she slices them uh, about quarter inch thick, put them in a non-stick pan, twelve very inch round, very important, non-stick. very big non-stick pan, and then she drops in a cup of water and a little salt. Cup of water for two onions? I know that's. I was she she put a cup of water. Okay. And then uh, she basically covers the whole pan, doesn't touch it, cook it down for about. I would say about 15 minutes. Yeah, it was 10, 10 to 15. <coughs> and then she takes the lid off, and then she mixes the, the uh, onions together, the bottom one, and then she packs them really nicely against the, the pan everywhere. Uh-huh. And then Very she, important, the pressing down for the... Pressing down, uh-huh. basically she packs them in. As you know, the onions have now diminished in, in size. Yeah, but we haven't added any fat yet. No, 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 there is no fat in There's there. There's no fat. Not in that onion. Right? There is no fat, A right? tiny, there are a couple tablespoons of oil, but way oh, yeah, less yeah. than what, what you would use in a, if you were working in a regular uh, cast iron. Right. And uh, anyway, she lets, so she packs them in the pan really nicely, the, the, the melted onion. She lets them caramelize and she moves them every minute or so. Yes, it was a, it was a lot of moving. She moved move them every 30 seconds to a minute and then she tossed them around and Within 30 minutes, she has caramelized onion. I'm not sure you cannot achieve that with just plain butter and salt. <laughs> and a hot fire. And a hot fire. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can. And I don't want to say it. I guess okay, now so, the challenge I, is open. So but I'm just going to jump in for a second and try and get what you're after with a caramelized onion. Because there's lots of different ways to go. The texture. The, do, the, do you like the, a mush? You like a, like almost like a puree where they break down into almost. I like, still want a little bite because I want some texture yeah. on my caramelized onion. How about you, chef? What do you want at the end of the day? Right in between the two. I'm I'm between the raw and I mean the the raw texture of like crunchiness and the uh, mushiness. So I don't want to be mushy because that's too much. That's what that would my be wife like. likes them mushy. She likes to just cook them and cook them and cook them until they're just. It's almost like a puree. A paste. Right. No, I don't a want. Paste. Yeah. I no. don't want to go that way. No. And I think the reason it goes that way 
it's because you're afraid of putting the heat on. Because I think if you do put the heat on from the beginning, you will get crispier onions. You'll, you'll, you'll end up with more structure in your onions with the brown still. Correct. Right? Yeah. Correct. I think that if you don't have the high heat to start, you will, you will do what this woman did, which is basically the steam of the, of the water will yeah. bake, bake, you know, soften down the onion. But what she did was she uncovered it, and then the heat goes on, and she mixed it really well, so constantly the onion is on high heat, yeah. and that caramelizes faster. So it's a good technique. I'm not sure the, the water at the beginning kind of scared me. I was like, why are you putting this so much water? Well, you've got to make sure that it is the correct ratio with the onion so that you don't boil them. Because correct. Because you want to steam and evaporate. Right, right. So then you get the contact of the collapsed right. slices of onion with the pan surface. Which, when she said evaporated, and then she covers it, I was like, well, how do you... Get those two things in yeah, your... It doesn't evaporate with the cover on, is what you're right. saying. But right. she pulls the cover at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there... Uh, I think the issue is, are we just talking about browned onions? Because that is different than the reaction that happens with the caramelized. Yes, the mm-hmm. malud... Yeah. Right. So the, this method still gets the effect of the caramelized by uh, getting the acids and sugars to ooze out of the onions, right, right. which is what does the good bra- caramelization. Right. And also, well, I'm going to. We don't have enough time, chef. I'm sorry, but uh, okay. I'm going to reserve judgment. I'll try this, but I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm bringing That's my it. reserve judgment. I love this. I reserve. I don't believe it. <laughs> On Cairo, it's the Hot Stove Society Show, 97.3 FM. Plums, plums everywhere. How I wonder what you are. Red and plumpy with the seed. Ooh, let me have some of that Cool Whip. What'd you say? You can't have a pie without Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool whip, yeah. You mean cool whip? Yeah, cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Okay, we're back in the kitchen on Cairo Radio. Lots of discussion about browned onions. I think this next topic is probably going to have some of the same vitriol because we're going to talk about whipped cream. My dukes are up, man. Whoa, Pamela, our producer, is like on the hot seat here. We're going to talk about whipped cream. What do you want to know about whipped cream, Pamela? I want it to be really pillowy with just the right soft sweetness and um, coating my tongue. Unctuous. (laughs) Unctuous is a good word. Unctuous whipped cream that's fluffy. Chef, without skipping out step, tell us how you make whipped cream. First of all, my cream is cold and it's what heavy. What kind of cream, Chef? Heavy whipping without cream. Without skipping a step. What kind heavy of whipping cream? Has to the be. heaviest you can find. Do you like that Norman Brook or do you like Dairy Gold or what do you like? Uh, uh, definitely Norman Brook. Okay. Put it in a bowl. Everything needs to be as cold as possible. The main reason is your fat will stay together much better. As they fluff up, mm-hmm. they will stay homogenized better. So cold is the word of the day for that, as opposed to egg white needs to be room temp. Put the um, whipped cream in the bowl and add the a cream v- in the bowl. It's not whipped yet, right? Correct. I'm okay. sorry. It's called heavy whipping, the whipping cream. cream. Yeah. We call it heavy whipping cream, which is it's actually heavy cream, period. So heavy cream in the bowl. Start whisking uh, mid-speed. Um, and by the way, I'm doing it by hand with a, with a balloon whisk. Ooh, so as much so air, sexy chef. As much really air as I'm just thinking about you whipping that cream right now. I can yep. show you. I'm a very good whipper. Okay. I can whip four, five egg whites also into a meringue. So anyway, 
<laughs> challenge. Anyway, I don't whipped cream and then uh, vanilla, vanilla sugar is what I use. And I always have vanilla sugar in my house with all the old vanilla beans put into sugar in a jar. And that produces a very delicious um, scented vanilla sugar. Is it granulated or confectionery? I use, I use granulated. Okay. Granulated raw sugar is what I use. And um, I sprinkle it as the whipped cream, the cream whips. Um, I gently uh, infuse the, uh, uh, drop the uh, sugar in there. And I keep whipping all the way until my whipped cream is good enough to lift the whisk and have this gorgeous soft peak or a hard peak? Soft to uh, actually medium peak. It's medium not, peak. It's neither one or. It's not hard for sure because to me, hard peak is not a great texture in the mouth. It's a little bit too much. You can feel that that roof of your mouth going. This is kind of fatty, you know. Because if you take it too hard, right, it starts to. Turn in the butter and you get that Correct. more cloying fat on your right. palate. Yeah. yeah, and it's not a great... Can we go back one more step? Yeah. A cup of whipping cream. You like to buy the heaviest one you can find, right? Correct. Sometimes you'll see the percentage butter fat on the container. A tablespoon of that vanilla sugar to a cup of cream? I what's, would, gonna, what's the sweetness level that you I like? I would do two. Two tablespoons. Yes. So you like it pretty sweet. I like sweet. I, How I, about you, Pam? If you're going to do a whipped cream, I want it sweet. I don't want it... it dip, I mean, unless I'm using... Uh, this for some kind of savory dish, which would change completely, and mm. I would season with salt and pepper. That's different. But in most cases, when I'm using it for desserts or berries, or especially like blackberries and stuff like this, which are coming in season, you know, they have enough acid to be able to counter a nice sweet whipped cream. I, I like to taste the cream, so I think I go a little lighter, a little lighter on my sweetener. Okay. Sure. So but what's I love next? vanilla. You've got medium peaks now. Medium peak, and then... Put it in the refrigerator for about 10 minutes. It will keep it solidified and it will keep it really, really cold, which is what you're looking for. Then you can do whatever you want. If you have a trifle or whatever you're making with your fresh berries, peaches, or you know, whatever fruit is coming in season right now, we're so lucky with that. Yeah. I mean, whipped cream pretty much goes on everything. It's very hard to find something that doesn't work with whipped cream. You know, you're making a pie, whipped cream. You're making a tart, whipped cream. It's kind of like ice cream. My wife yeah. loves vanilla ice cream and whipped cream. Yeah. She's not shy. <laughs> so let's go back uh, one more step. And so now we've got the sweetened whipped cream. You know, there was a time uh, in the chefy world, as you know, we go through fads just like any other business does, but where you just didn't whip your cream very much. It was almost like it was barely whipped and came right. out a little bit oozy, right? right? right. I never liked that. <laughs> no, no, me neither. Were you part of that fad, though? No. I was certainly part of that fad. I thought that was the hip way to do it. I did not make that fad, no. Okay. no. <clears throat> I never went on, on that side. My whipped cream is pretty standard, and it's pretty... I mean, it's been the same one for many, many, many years. I'm not a big adventurous whipped cream guy, kind of, I, I would say. It's been pretty standardized and pretty, same, pretty, pretty much the same. All right, let's go all the way back to the beginning of your process. Okay, there's one thing I was going to okay. say. There's another thing to add on. As the berry comes in, many people have dryers and dry their berries. It's a great thing to do to, for example, if you're doing a, a blueberry pie or something like this, to do, um, <clears throat> take your dried blueberry, grind them to a powder, and then put them in your whipped cream after it comes out of the refrigerator, oh. fold it in, and then put that on top of your pie, and you have this wonderful 
nice blue whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just going to clarify. That's freeze-dried berries, right? Correct. Because a dried berry won't break up like that, but a freeze-dried strawberry or blueberry will. Yeah. And you're right. That's a beautiful way to kind of finish up. You're, you do it by hand. Right. And that's a process that you enjoy. A lot of right. people don't. But if you are going to do it by hand, you've got your cold bowl. Tell people the difference between a balloon whisk and any other whisk that they might have in there. So there is, there is many, the, the most common, or maybe not the most common, but you see a lot of those plastic whisk, whisk on the market, you know, those black. Those are not very good for match, as far as I'm concerned, because they don't have any dexterity to do anything you're trying to do. There's two types of whisk on the market, or three. There is the um, hard whisk, like the one I'm holding in my hand, which are hard-wired whisk, which is very good for mixing sauce, soups, you know, things that are hardy and, and also more in volume. So the thing doesn't bend, doesn't break, and that's a good use for that. The balloon whisk is usually much more fragile in the way of... So this is, this is the hard one here. Radio. The balloon whisk would be something kind of like this, but much more rounded and much more fragile in terms of the wire. They're thinner. So the thickness of the wire is really the difference, Correct. right? The yeah. thickness of the wire and the stiffness of the wire. The balloon is looser, so when you whisk, you actually incorporate even more air into the cream. So that's one of the secrets. I just literally bought a handheld, what do you call that? Um, mixer? Uh, not mi- is it called a mixer? Yeah, electric mixer, handheld. Electric mixer, yeah, because yeah, we had an old What one. is that called? <laughs> anyway, I just bought one, and the reason I bought it is because it came with a whisk. Because last time I used that s- silly thing by hand, it's those hard four wires, and it never whisked my egg white. I was like, what is this tool? That's useless. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I bought a new one that has a whisk uh-huh. attachment to it, so you can actually whisk egg white. So, you know, you can do that with your... Uh, a lot of the immersion blenders have a whisk attachment to Correct. them also. So if you don't want that extra tool in the kitchen, if you have an immersion blender that has multiple tools on it, that would, that would also work. Sure. And it's if nice you to, ever... And my new immersion blender is battery-operated. <laughs> what about the nitrogen cani- canister method? That also That's works. That's not for me. That also actually... You know what? I, I used to poo-poo that, but when I was apprentice, we used to use that when I was in France. This is like a few years back. All you have to do is take the whipped cream, put it in, put the sugar in it, the vanilla sugar. You close the thing, you put a gas thing. So cr- your cream comes just like when you whisk it and really? come out of the fridge. No, no it doesn't. No, that's what I, I was disagree wondering. With you, well, not quite that nice and fluffy, but no, it's yeah. definitely a whipped cream that comes out of the canister. Yeah. If you are at home and you don't have time and you're doing a, you know, a party for 10 people, it's a great way to use your whipped cream. Just buy a can of Ready Whip if you're going to go that no. way. No! 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 Come on, up next it's no. kebab or satay. Here in the Hot Stove Kitchen on Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. I just see right there like a green tomato. Here I'm waiting, palpitating with all that meat and no potato. Here we are. It's the Hot Stove Society show in the, in the uh, downtown Seattle. God, our team is just uh, buzzing around. We have an 1130 event here on Thursday mornings. If you ever want to come join us, we tape our show live in quotation marks. With a nice audience and breakfast, uh, and don't breakfast. forget. But today we have an 11:30 event from 
So we got to keep it moving. Uh, Pamela, Chef Annie, who is a fixture here at the hot stove. The director. Uh, the director. More than a fixture. She's like a good puppy dog here. No. No. She just. She's the boss. She's the boss. I know, but she's this little. She's always ribbing me like a little puppy would, like, bat me upside the head. That's what she does. She bats me. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. it. Yeah. You know, she's a black belt. She could hurt me. I know. Yeah. Tell us about what Annie sent you. She still keeps up with Savoir magazine, which we all miss, I think, in the newsstands because they're in-depth, uh, long investigative articles. Uh, but they do publish a beautiful version online now. And she sent me this one on saute, Indonesian satays. And I started to question because I grew up as an American eating kebabs. So uh, I, I started uh, digging into the article to figure out what the difference between the satay and kebab really is. Right. Annie and I fell in love with the article because it shows a really hot woman on the grill. Oh, yeah. She's super hot. <laughs> yeah. So I know, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> the wind looks like it's blowing her hair. I'm I like, know. If there was that no, much they wind. show the fan in the picture, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but but what I learned, I did two of the recipes that she sent, uh, is smaller pieces and um, more complicated marinades of the ingredients. Yeah. Than what, people, a satay? In a satay. Yeah. As opposed to the, to, to the kebab. And so the one I tried, I told you... In the recipe, it was a spicy eggplant. Mm -hmm. And they told you to fry the eggplant first. So by the time I was uh, skewering it, because they talk about how you're supposed to thread it onto Mm -hmm. the skewer, it fell apart. (laughs) I've never heard of that. Fry it first? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was soften it. Oh, okay. But I must have missed the right time to take it off the Yeah, I mean, eggplants is like that fine line of when it becomes raw to cooked immediately yeah, right right especially yeah. fried it goes fast yeah what would you do would you like touch it yeah to see what, oh yeah how ready it was mm-hmm. i always do with mine so annie what did you grow up with uh, you, what's your background um i'm half vietnamese quarter chinese and quarter cambodian and so satay was in your realm or? oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i mean southeast asia you eat that a lot doesn't matter what country you're in mm-hmm. uh we love to grill food on a stick mm-hmm. uh, every country it seems loves yeah, to grill food. yeah i mean it's just fun i mean also uh, our cooking, we use open fire so much, and that really charcoal taste uh, makes it much harder for the meat to or vegetable to char a lot nicer. So when you have a youngster, what do you get your kid to eat uh, satay-wise? Oh, God. Do you like spice yet? Um, starting a little bit, but not much, though. I mean, I'm not a big spice person. I know, from Southeast Asia, right? Yeah, no kidding. I know. What happened to you? I don't know. I've been with a white man too long. (laughs) (laughs) But do you make... Yeah, you're married to a Hungarian, right? I know, but he eats spicy food than I am, which is really upsetting. (laughs) And he can use chopsticks better than I could. You know what? He's just trying to get accepted in the family. (laughs) Um, It seems like the sauces are a big deal. Oh, totally, yes. The uh, different versions of the Mm -hmm. peanut sauces. Mm -hmm. Do you make a peanut sauce? I do. I do make my own peanut sauce version. I don't like the really thick kind, just because you can't really dip in it, and, you you know, it's, it's just... 
too much like peanut butter as opposed to sauce. I like to make mine a little bit thinner with coconut water, tamarind juice. Um, If you don't have tamarind juice, you can use pineapple juice. Add a little bit of that uh, acidic taste, but a little bit sweetness to it. Vinegar? No? No. um, It's just too harsh. That's why I like to use tamarind juice or, or pineapple juice. Can you buy tamarind juice, or are you soaking the pods? Uh, you can buy it. It's called tamarind concentrate. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a little jar with a red lid, and it's yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a jelly almost. But you just dilute it with water. Yeah, right? you yeah. dilute water. Yeah, that's and it's what, natural sugar. Yeah, that's what differentiates, I think, the flavorings of satay mm-hmm. uh, from the kebabs. Because kebabs, in my experience, have been more straightforward. Maybe mm-hmm. you get olive oil with some <laughs> oregano, but right. they, they don't have the complexity from the sauce. Well, it really depends on what country you're from. Like, I just had tandoori the other night from India, right, northern India, and which is all on a stick in, a, in an oven, same right. kind of idea, and... It's got lots of flavor going on, right? It's got fenugreek um, and mm-hmm. a yogurt and all sorts of interesting marinade going mm-hmm. on with that. Yeah, uh, and so in, in Northern Africa, the kebab are very much seasoned prior. You know, the meat is seasoned prior, the lamb, the beef. Mm-hmm. What would it be seasoned with? Well, I mean, they do rasel anut, harissa. They put all kinds of different things on in the meat before, form the, the skewer, and then put it on the grill. And then you get that like that. There is not as much dipping sauce. The dipping sauce is usually, again, harissa on the side, mm-hmm. and that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's what you get. So that's, that's a different style, but the meat is seasoned itself. I mean, I think they do the same thing with satay, actually. Yeah, I, I feel like for the, the meat, you know, on the sticks, different countries have their own uh, debate of how long you should marinate the meat. You know, some countries, like, oh, you have to do it overnight, you know, like probably Indian, because the yogurt to tenderize the meat and uh-huh. all the curry and all, like, the, you know, really flavorful seasoning in there. And then for Asian, because we use so much sugar in there, you don't want to marry it too much because you kind of cure the you meat. You cure the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you cure, cure yeah. the meat, so you want to do a shorter time right. as opposed to just olive oil and herbs and, you know, hard spices. And as a young chef, I used to make the mistake of using wine overnight. <laughs> and yeah. what that does mm. is it, it, the acid of the wine yeah. kind of mm-hmm. eats at the meat. Yeah. It makes it a little bit mealy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that's something to avoid. Yeah. Downstairs at Lola, where we have lots of kebabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of married, when I was thinking about that, I kind of married the satay idea along with a Greek kebab idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I like the smaller, more even-sized cuts of meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they cook perfect. You know, you can cook them perfectly. You don't have right. to worry about one being bigger and yeah. too rare or not and blah, blah, blah. And then we did more of the sauce yeah. afterwards. The yeah. saffron honey or the or whatever it mm-hmm. is, the, the dill yogurt or... We had all sorts of flavors down there. So pe- uh, red red wine pepper sauce for the lamb. Yeah. It's also easier to clean your grill, too. Yeah. To put the glaze on afterwards yeah, than, exactly. than before. Because <laughs> all the you sugar and stuff. You're right. It's yeah. much easier. Yeah. Having the dipping sauces on the side, it's easier. <laughs> but this time of year, this, all the, using all these herbs, you know, you have oh, meat, totally. you have tarragon, basil. You know, blend all that, make a nice salsa Absolutely. over there with some lime. And you've got some wonderful dipping sauce. Gar- garden satays. kebabs. I mean, you can do sh- spot prawn are in season. Oh, yeah. Coming up this this weekend, they have an opening. It's a great time to take spot prawn, mm-hmm. skew those baby up. Oh, oh yeah. Spot prawns right oh. now are so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they just start fishing fantastic. right now. Uh-huh. So I mean, things like this is oh, yum. 
Especially when you invite Tom over and you buy spot prawns, but then you tell him to cook them. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't put them on a stick, though. (laughs) That that was my classy move last week. (laughs) I know he loves them, so, okay, you cook them. (laughs) Well, they're not cheap. People complain about Copper River salmon or that. Spot prawns are expensive, and, you know, they're 50%, if not more, shell. Right. Uh, So what your end game on the spot prawns, uh, I did a little Moroccan dinner, style dinner, uh, the other night, uh, two nights ago, with uh, some really good local merguezze from one of the grocery stores. I think uh-huh. it was uh, Shoreline Central or something like that. Really tasty lamb merguezze. They obviously had added a lot of pork fat to it. They were juicy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That dripping it's down on side of juicy. your... Yeah. yeah. And then I did uh, a skewer of spot prawns and a spicy harissa tomato mm. broth to go nice. with it. Yeah, it was... Pam, if you uh, so this was your idea, this segment. If you could have one kebab tonight, you only have a minute. Which would it be? What would it be? One kebab, any country in the world. Everyone's got meat on a stick. Lamb. Lamb. Wow, lamb. that was shocked. L- lamb and mushroom. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. With a uh, what kind of glaze or marinade? A chimichurri. Chimichurri. Something green and poppy. So Argentinian. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Let's go south. What about you? For me, spot prawns with a little. Uh, Lemony brown butter just drizzled over top. Terry? I would go spot prawn. Sorry, I don't mean to copy you, but spot, I just did spot prawn a few days ago uh, on the grill. Same thing with salsa verde. Mm. Oh, my God. Annie? Pork all the way. Oh. Pork all the way. Pork all the way. With what? Um, I like lemongrass, uh, palm sugar. Ginger, yeah. You know, Thai chili. Not too much, though. Uh, Maybe just a quarter of it. Yeah. That's for a, a big batch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. a picnic right there. <laughs> combination we, yeah, we could have. Extra pot spot prawn. I like that, too. <laughs> All right. It's time for Food for Thought Tasty Trivia, brought to you by Rub Love Spice Rubs on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. From your feet to your head, you knock me dead. You're my meat. I got you covered, but baby, you're my meat. I like cheese. I like cheese, I like, I like cheese, I like cheese, cheese, I like cheese, I like cheese, I like, I like cheese, I like cheese. Welcome back. It's time for Food for Thought Tasty Trivia brought to you by Rub with Love Spice Rubs. Rub with Love is our family of spice blends constructed to inspire you to season your meals creatively. And don't forget, all this month at Made in Washington stores, they're carrying our entire line of product. The sauces, the mustards, the rubs. And, and every rub. The all-star. And the all-star pop-up rub uh, that's only going to be around till the end of July or so. So don't forget to come see us uh, the weekend of the 17th. Carol Bausch, our Rub with Love manager, is going to j- jump in the hot seat here. Ready. Uh, and we are ready to take her down, aren't we, Chef? Wow. She's a... Uh, look at her. She's like... No way. She's coming with two oh, guys on. She's very competitive. She's like, go for it. She's very competitive. And she listens to the show every week, so... And she probably makes the question from time to time, if I remember this We're correctly. We're going to do her strawberry quiz next week. Oh. Mm. All right. What, All right. What you got? Stop. How do we play? Uh, five questions for each competitor, starting with the chef in the hat. All right. Here, here we go. And, uh, you know, Carol, you get to pick an audience member to win your three-pack of rub. I already know who it is, because we're celebrating a birthday today. Yay! Whose birthday is it? <laughs> nice job. What's your name? Paul. Paul. Happy birthday, Paul. Uh, number one, Terry. What six-letter food term originally referred to skirt steak 
the original cut of beef used for this dish, but now refers to Mexican cuisine with a grilled meat served as a taco on a flour or corn tortilla. I was going to say flank, but I guess not. So the name of the dish also starts with an F of taco or corn tortilla filled with steak. On a sizzle platter. It starts with an F. Oh, my with God. Peppers, Stop pe- it. With peppers Stop. and onions. I hate when they do this. With peppers and onions. I know. I, I mean, I Fajitas. Come Fajitas. on, Fajitas. <laughs> Number two. What is the name of the smooth, creamy, seasoned soup of French origin that is typically based on the strained broth of crustaceans? Uh, bouillabaisse. Uh, another one that starts with a B. B. Sometimes with lobster or the, crab. The name is thought to come from a body of water between Spain and France below the Celtic Sea. Whoa, 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 hold on. What's whoa, that? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hold on. GMI here. A body of water between Spain and what? <laughs> France. Between Spain and France. Smooth and creamy crustacean soup. Why am I completely... Uh, it's not bouillabaisse, so it's, it's a soup de poisson? It's a bisque. Bisque? Bisque. I'm like totally Chef. completely. The audience blessed. is looking at you like, what yeah, do we exactly. have to say? I'm like, I'm like completely on planet Zulu here. What's going on? Okay, let's continue the journey. Right. Poutine, often referred to President as Canada's of, uh, <laughs> national dish, consists of French fries, gravy, and what other ingredient? Fromage. Yes, specifically cheese curds. We're yes. giving you that one. I'm going to give you two choices on this. The WFP is the food assistance branch of the United Nations, and it provides food assistance to over 90 million people across more than 80 countries each year. What do the initials WFP stand for? The World wor- Famine Population. Nice. No? no, I like it, but it is World Food Program. There you go. <laughs> that was the other one. <laughs> What American chain localizes its fare with offerings such as Turkish coffee in the Republic of Georgia and versions of its signature product stuffed with kimchi in South Korea and topped with fish flakes in China? You know, Carol? Starts with a D, two Ds. Have you ever been to Boston? Once. Where are, what are all the coffee places? Dunkin' Donuts, chef. Oh. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. That's not a shock that he would know that. I guess you have to be on the East Coast. I was like, that was not even close to that. Hey, I got one. Yay! I'm on the board. Pretty lousy. Yes, Pamela. I love this question. Excellent. What food item stands alone in the end of the classic children's song, The Farmer in the Dell? The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. Wow. Number two, American Cone and Pretzel Company was the initial name of what snack brand founded in 1917 in Philadelphia that has been owned by Frito-Lay since the 1960s? Was it Rolled Gold, Bugles, or Chex Mix? I'm guessing Rolled Gold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got it. Good job. Whole milk, who, who designed this, lemon this juice, and salt are typically the only three ingredients, uh, along with a half hour of time for making what popular homemade cheese? Would that be lemon a, soft? Yeah, like a cream cheese or a mm, fromage blanc? Yogurt? No. Might want to stuff lasagna with it. Oh, a malt? 
Ricotta. A ricotta. 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 The FDA started regulating the manufacturing process of microwave ovens in the same year in which Bangladesh separated from Pakistan. Of course. In what decade did both of these events occur? <laughs> Was it in the 1930s, the 1970s, or the 1990s? 70s. Yes, correct. You want to know what drugs you were on when you did <laughs> I know, I love the, you I love the comparison. I'm like, what? Oh, what? Uh, what Nabisco produced snack cookie with mostly yellow packaging was named for a town near Boston? Vanilla wafer? No. Fruit yellow? filled. Oh, uh, Fig Newtons? Yes. Right next to Newton. How'd she do, Terry? Five out of five. No, what? I missed one. I missed one. no, no. Four out of five. I count Four. five I out of five. I didn't get the cheese. Well, you, you kind of no, got it. No, no. Oh, wow. Oh, chef is feeling She's very rough generous. On wow. Wow. I counted it as good, but no. I fortified. Tom Douglas. Yes. Grocer Joel Cheek started a coffee brand in 1892 and soon named the brand after our hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. The brand was the highest selling coffee in the United States for nearly 100 years and frequently incorporates its good to the last drop slogan. What brand is this? The Maxwell House. Brand. Yes. Uh, multiple choice. What type of chemical will an ant lay down to lead others to a food source? A pheromone. Correct. And didn't even get to give him his choice. Wow. Introduced in 1927, what powder drink mix is the official state soft drink of Nebraska, where it was invented? Got to be Nestle's Quick is my guess, but or Ovaltine. It would be Kool-Aid. 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 Oh, wow. 1927. Wow. The Mission is a neighborhood in San Francisco. It's also a popular type of what food item? Oh. By, are you talking this about items the, variety is known for its addition. A burrito is a, exactly yeah. is the right answer. Burrito. Oh, okay. a bur- there's I was a Mission brand a tortillas. tortillas. Too. I was no, say it's a, a burrito. And finally, Young and Rubicam Advertising Agency were the creators of. Bet you can't eat just one slogan for what brand of salty snacks? Uh, Ruffles potato chips. Which one? Doritos. Doritos? No. Lay's. Lay's potato chips. Wow. Who's the winner, Carol? Oh, it's like Miss Carol. That's definitely Carol won way, way top. Congratulations, Carol. Congratulations, Congratulations, Carol. And the win of three rubs of your choice from our gift card. If you would like to be part of our show, you can join the community on YouTube at Tom Douglas and Company. Also, remember, if you miss any episode of our Hot Stove Society show on Cairo, you can listen via podcast. Just subscribe with your favorite podcast app. The show is produced by Pamela Hinckley. Sean McFadden is our technical director, and our talented Cairo editor is Sean. Please don't call me Del Torre. Thanks for listening, and happy Father's Day weekend. Deep, deep.